Support for NPR and the following message come from American Express. American Express brought together 100-plus companies to provide offers and resources to help small business stay in business. Visit standforsmall.com partner, powered by American Express. Hello. Hello. Uh, Ophira Eisenberg, it's Jonathan Colton, your friend from Ask Me Another. Hello, friend from Ask Me Another. How are you Hi. doing? Hi. I'm okay. I, uh, I just got a reminder from my calendar that I'm supposed to call you, because now... I have to have reminders in my calendar to stay in touch with other humans. Yeah, I understand that because everything is, uh, yeah, you can't remember anything. I actually put a calendar reminder to call my brother, but I switched the AM and PM. So I called him at 4 AM. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he appreciated that. That's he nice. He was up. He was up. He was up. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out fine. He's got terrible like, insomnia, like all of us. He's like, is it light out? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But it's good to hear from you. It's good to you hear too. from you. You too. Yeah. So last night in the middle of the night, I was worrying just about dumb things. And then I am, I left Brooklyn. I am in sort of the woods, mm-hmm. uh, not not too far away, a couple hours away in the woods. Uh, but I heard, I think, the sound of a coyote. And I will admit, I don't know uh, if I've ever heard the sound of a coyote before. It is creepy. Was it, it one coyote or like a bunch of them? It sounded to me like a bunch. It sounded to me like four werewolves were freshly tearing apart a human body. That's what it sounded <laughs> yeah. like to me. That's coyotes. That's definitely coyotes. <laughs> no, it's a terrifying, primal sound it's it's awful it's like they're coming to get you it's like yeah. they're sending you a warning to you specifically it sounded so close too and i was like what do yeah. i do and i was in this frozen state and i was like what if it isn't coyote what if it's a weird type of owl and i've just lived in a city for too long <laughs> and i don't know how to identify anything outside of yeah. you know like the i don't what do I, what sound could i identify in new york basically i don't Car know alarm <laughs> that's it car alarm like no nature so yeah. Uh, I took, I was like, oh, I'll just take my phone and I'll record the sound of these, these animals and then I'll upload it uh, and hopefully people can help me identify it. <laughs> yeah, what you got there is your, uh, that's your Hudson, Hudson murder owl. Don't go outside. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I've never, I've never heard one that close before. Never have we heard one that close. Let me is ask it- you a question, ma'am. Is your family okay? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> but I didn't do it because I was. It was three a.m. and I was like, "That would be crazy to do that right now." Uh, however, I will say I should follow in the footsteps of Lucas, my four-year-old, because he is so much more resilient than I am. He is not awake at three a.m. pondering like, "What is the sound of? Is that a coyote coming to eat us? Right. And when will this end? And how is this all going to work out?" Yeah, uh, I actually said to him because he was just joking around and flying a little plane, and I said, "You're fine, right? You're fine." And he went, <laughs> "Why?" He goes, "Why wouldn't I be fine?" <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. It's a good question. He's got no, he has no existential dread. He's no. not, he's not thinking about the future. I mean, yeah, yeah it's true. Four-year-olds really do live in the now. And it's part, that's part of the joy of being around them is that they're, they're, they sort of remind you like, oh yeah, I'm just sitting in a room flying an airplane. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I know. We should all do that. Actually, hey, we have a now. This is a now. Let's do a show. Let's do a show right now. Let's do a show right now. All right. I got to be honest. I'm I'm feeling a little low energy today, so I'm going to do a short theme song, okay? Oh, okay. No problem. No problem. Okay. Here we go. From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophir Eisenberg. Hey, thanks, Jonathan. That's perfect. And you know what? We have a packed show, so let's get to it. It is so funny. You might even spit out your homebrewed kombucha, which I believe makes a new kombucha starter. We have comedians Maria Bamford and Jackie Cation. They're going to drop in and help us decide if Zoom stand-up shows are worth it. And from Hulu's Rami, we're going to chat with Golden Globe winning actor and comedian Rami Youssef. But first, I'm going to put on one of my many astronaut helmets and chat with comedians Jimmy O. Yang and Roy Wood Jr. from the Netflix show Space Force. So let's blast off, everybody. On the line with me, we have Jimmy O. Yang and Roy Wood Jr. Hello. Well, hello. Hey, guys. So, Roy, who are you quarantining with? Uh, I am quarantining with myself, my girl, our four-year-old, and my mother 
in Alabama. I'm doing the same thing. You're around your four-year-old all the time, and uh, they've got some they've got some value to add to the comedy world. Uh, and yeah. I, <laughs> my son talks a lot. Just say that. I know what you're saying. He won't stop talking. And every day, just nonstop conversation. I feel like being a parent during quarantine is as stressful as being the head coach of a major franchise. And I'm just mm. trying to keep this family on track and make sure the family performs well every day. <laughs> Uh, I like, Jimmy, that you are coming from a beautiful apartment. Sunny oh, thank you. Is in your background. Uh, how dare you? It's a house. I own property now. I own land. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I am quarantined by myself. Uh, yeah. No kids, but yeah. it is by myself. And once a week, I go see my parents. We've been pretty separated. They live about an hour away from me in L.A. Are you out walking still? Uh, so backstory, Jimmy and I used to live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And like anytime I leave the house to walk, it was like a purpose. But I always see Jimmy out walking and I couldn't tell if it was just for health or just he was just in deep thought or if that's his stand up process. It's both. Either way, I, I always respected it because you were walking clearly with no destination. <laughs> this is cool. I like that you can see my aimlessness in, in my walk, in my stride. There's an aimlessness to it. Uh, yeah, I used to walk quite a lot, uh, yeah, for exercise, because I didn't exercise at all for, like, years, uh, and I would just walk to the Grove, which is, like, I don't know, 30 minutes or something, uh, but now, actually, not to brag or anything, but, uh, I got a pool now, so I've been using that. Oh, oh nice. And, uh, you know? Yeah, so we yeah. got Not, not to, to brag, but anymore. here it is. Silicon Valley <laughs> yeah, money, <man>. baby. <laughs> Okay, so you probably have noticed that the a big celebrity trend during quarantine is um, making tutorial videos. And mm. so we have a game about that. We're going to play you a video of a celebrity doing something, and you just have to say who it is. All righty. Okay. Can't wait. Okay, and you're going to be competing against each other, so we'll go back and forth. Okay. All right. Roy, this one's for you. Straight out of a Los Angeles mansion, here's an attempt at a makeup tutorial. My eyebrows are a mess. What, sweetie? Okay. Okay, Northy. Can I wash my hands? Can you do it in the other room? I'm in the middle of something. I don't want to get this all wet, sweetie. I'm hiding in the guest room, you guys. I'm hiding in the guest room because my kids uh, got it. will not leave me alone. I don't know which one. <laughs> but for sure a Kardashian. Yes. Mm. For sure, a Kardashian. I'll take the half point right now because I don't know which. Because she said kids, which is plural. So that's Courtney or Kim. Four-year-old, yeah. though, right? She is says she, she says Northy. She says, okay, uh, Northy. And then that's, yeah, that's Kim. That's yeah. a layup. She also said, you guys, you guys, you guys. And that's something that Kim Kardashian always says in a lot of her social media, which I only know because my girlfriend watches a lot of it. Okay, not me. Sure. You are you are weirdly well versed on the Kardashian ins and outs. All the subtleties. I love that her uh, tutorial during quarantine involves her child asking, "Can I wash my hands?" And she says, "No." No. (laughs) No. No. Just wait. Not here. Touch your face while you're waiting. The camera's rolling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one for you, Jimmy. This music lesson is from the co-founder of a British glam rock band and features an appearance by one of his famous red guitars. Hmm. You'll notice that I don't hit every note with this hand at all. There's a lot of snapping ons like... And snapping off like... Wow. Where only the first note is hit. Wow. Uh, British (laughs) glam rock band. I don't know what... uh, Oof. What classifies as uh, uh, glam rock? I think this I think is a you, tough one. You can give them it the band, right? One. You can give them the band. Can you give them the band as a hint? Sure, I'll give you the band as a hint. The band is Queen. Oh, well, now I'm gonna look stupid because oh. I don't know the dude's name. <laughs> I mean, I it's saw okay. Bohemian I Rhapsody either. in the theater, so sure. I, I don't know. Right. Okay. It was Brian May. Oh, okay. oh, Brian May yeah, of Queen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, 
Oh, I am so uncool. I don't even know the guitarist from Queen, dude. That's that's all right. No, well, you gotta give okay. me some hip hop or something. Like this is not fair. I don't. I'm not a rocker guy. <laughs> I think actually a, uh, uh, the third member of Dipset. I can tell you that. <laughs> Freaky Zeke. All right, Roy, for gardening tips and tricks, heed the advice of this star from Girls Trip. Sometimes you find out that plants are stronger than you. And that is embarrassing. I'm going to tell you right now. That's not even oh. fair. I mean, come on, man. Sorry. Yeah, I know that rasp. That's Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I would have sure known, is. without the girls' trip, even without the girls' trip hint, I would have known that was Tiffany Haddish. Because of the voice, Only, iconic voice. Yeah, and the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jimmy. This is the last question, and it's for you. All right. This safety demonstration uses a bowl of pepper mixed with water as a stand-in for the coronavirus, and proves that when your mom is the queen bee, you'll get first-rate access to science education. So you're going to want to stick your finger inside of the mixture of soaps. Make sure you get a lot on there. Then. Put your finger in it and the virus goes out. This is why it's very important to wash your hands. Because if you wash your hands... See, this is not fair. Roy got Tiffany Haddish and Kim Kardashian. I got a child and, and a guitarist from a 70s rock band. But wait, I mean, come wait. On, man. Glam band. But, but there, th is a hint, there is a hint in the clue. When your mom is the queen bee. Ugh, who is the, who's the queen bee? What, Michelle Obama? No. Mm. Oprah? Oprah don't got no kids, right? You're close. Uh, uh, oh, Beyonce's kid. <laughs> what, what's her name? Blue Ivy? Is that the name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Got I it. know this. Oh, my God. Oh, the queen. Nice of job. Of course. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything. <laughs> Maybe you're focusing on your own life during quarantine, which is okay as well, instead of watching celebrity tutorial videos. You, you Maybe sound like okay. the supportive mother that I never had. I am. I've, I was even like this before I was a mother, which sucks for me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> After the break, we'll play another game with comedians Jimmy O. Yang and Roy Wood Jr. And later, I'll chat with the star of Hulu's Rami, comedian Rami Youssef. You know what? I'm renaming the show Ophira. What's, what's that? Legal says I can't. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message comes from BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment at your convenience. Get help at your own time and your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Visit betterhelp.com ask to learn more and get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Candid's Foundation Directory Online. For nonprofits in search of grant funding, FDO helps you see which funders are most likely to support your cause. FDO gives you access to the insights you need to build robust prospect lists and connect with the right grantmakers to meet your fundraising goals. Discover how Candid's FDO can help you win funding to support your mission-critical work at fdo.org NPR. With civil unrest, the pandemic, and the economic crisis, you want to know what's happening right when you wake up. And that's why there is Up First, the news you need in about 10 minutes from NPR News. Listen every day. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and national pizza chains that want you to know they really care. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. We're playing games with Jimmy O. Yang and Roy Wood Jr. from the Netflix show Space Force. Roy, you were on our show when we were on a live stage in Brooklyn now quite yes, a few years ago. House. But, you know, we we were talking about at the time your obsession with jigsaw puzzles. And well, now here still. we are. In a play Everybody's doing jigsaw puzzles now. Everybody's doing them. Have, are you doing any? So a friend of mine, as a joke, 
sent me an all white jigsaw puzzle that they were selling on Amazon. Because <laughs> they know my obsession with jigsaws. And the first month in quarantine, I was like, that's stupid. No, why haven't you sent me this? <laughs> and now we, you know, we're into month three, and I'm kind of like, I bet you I could do it. <laughs> I bet you I could do a 500-piece all-white jigsaw. I haven't cracked it open yet because I know I'll turn into Jim Carrey in number 23, where if I don't finish it, I'll just be obsessed the right. rest of my life with it. So, yeah, it, it's, for now, Sudoku. It, oh, yeah. It's much more compact and easier than a That's jigsaw. Nice. Also, when we last spoke, my child was not at table height age to reach things and grab oh, them right. and destroy stuff when and I'm not eat looking. puzzle pieces, exactly. Yeah, yep. there you go. What is table uh, height uh, age? I would argue that I'm still not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have another game for you. All right. You guys want to play another game? Let's do it. Let's go. So this game is called It's the Small Stuff. Uh, and it's about the world's smallest things. And these questions are kind of tough, so you can collaborate together. Okay. To cool. come up with the answer. All right. Here's your first one What is the smallest non percussion instrument in a traditional orchestra? Mm. I was in a chamber orchestra when I was in high school. So it's okay. wow. like uh, violin, cello. That kind of stuff. And obviously... What do you, what do you play? I play the violin like nice. every Asian kid did. Uh, <laughs> but obviously that, that, the smallest one is like uh, a violin and maybe sometimes a bigger orchestra, they have like percussions, like a triangle. Does that count? Is that, that's quite small. Yeah, she said non-percussion. 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 So I'm thinking it's got to be a woodwind. I'm going to say, what about a recorder? In the recorder, that's... That cannot so be a part of an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> if if he says the recorder, buttons. I'm going to say kazoo. Hey. <laughs> Here's your cho multiple choices. Is it A, the piccolo, B, the trumpet, or C, the world's tiniest violin? <laughs> it's the piccolo. It's got to be it's the gotta piccolo. It's got to be piccolo. Yeah, piccolo. Yes, Lock correct. it in. All right. Piccolo, piccolo. It's the, it's the piccolo. It's the piccolo. <laughs> that even sounds small. Piccolo, it means small, yeah. right? I it think. means small in Italian. That's right. All right, here's another one. According to National Geographic, the smallest mammal in the world weighs less than a dime. What, what? kind of animal is it? Less than a dime. Uh, uh, when you say what type of... Uh, you, are we getting all... Scientific Beekman's world, the, no, the no. phylum, the species. This is, this oh, is no, the no, name no. of an animal that you would find in an alphabet book about animals. I'll give you the I'll give you the multiple choice. Is it A, a monkey, B, an elephant, or C, a bat? Well, there ain't no elephant. You yeah. are correct. It is not an elephant. There are tiny monkeys. Indeed, How there tiny? are tiny monkeys. A How dime, tiny? Though? As tiny as a dime. And what was the last one? A bat. It's gotta be bat. It's got to be a bat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you go yeah, with bat? Bat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are correct. It is Lock called it a bumblebee bat. Yeah. Wow. I got to look right. this up. Smallest yeah. mammal. Yeah, it's a pretty cute little bat. Can fly right into your mouth, which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cute, this thing. I just Googled it. I know. <laughs> all right, here's another one. The Southern Cross is the smallest of all 88 what? I don't know. Southern, Southern, Southern cross. cross is the smallest of the 88. All 88. It is a thing, and there are 88 of them. You can see it in uh, Australia. That's your hint. Constellation? Yes, you are correct. Yes, nice, Roy. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I only know Orion's belt. That's the only one I know. The Big Dip? Is that right? The Big, big dip? Dipper? Or the Big, big Dipper. Dip. The Big, big Dip, dip I think, short. is a dipping sauce from Jack in the Box. Oh yeah. right, this, is, this is the last one. The size of a grain of sand, the OV6948, is the world's smallest commercially available what? OV6948. That sounds like a computer chip or like a pill. Ooh, you're, you, of, you're in the right world. You're thinking, you're thinking along the right lines. So I can give chill. you multiple choice if you'd like it. What do you think, Roy? You were the one on Silicon Valley. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm an actor. Do I don't research. know. Research. <laughs> you didn't go visit some tech stuff. <laughs> okay, is the OV six nine four eight a a camera, b a submarine, 
or C, a typewriter. It's a camera. It's a, it's like a scope yeah. that goes in someone's body, probably. Correct. Yeah. It is a camera. What is it? What kind of camera is it? It's used for medical procedures, so they can actually put it into somebody's vein. Mm, wow, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Take photos of your veins. <laughs> vein veins, everybody. Vein veins. <laughs> hey. Terrible. Terrible. It's a written joke. That's a written joke. All right. Uh, again. You were both amazing and just just so much fun. It's like fun to talk to people uh, who are bright and sparkly in the middle of this whole thing. So thank you so much for joining us. Jibio Yang, all the way from your gorgeous palatial apartment <laughs> with the pool. That's not true. That's not oh, true. Oh, I'm sorry. House house with the pool no, 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 in no, Los no, Angeles. Yeah. And Roy Wood Jr. from your impeccably organized closet. This is my mom's closet. <laughs> 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 And Roy Wood Jr. from his mom's closet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. That was fun. That was real fun. Roy Wood Jr. is a correspondent on The Daily Show. Jimmy O. Yang's comedy special Good Deal is on Prime Video, and they both star in the new series Space Force, out now on Netflix. Our next two guests are hilarious comedians. It's first-time player Maria Bamford and returning contestant Jackie Cation. Hello. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Blow out the That's great. snowball. <laughs> Congratulations, Maria, on your Emmy nomination. Thank you very much. Thank what? you very much. Yeah. Um, it is a hilarious... Uh, like this, it's a limited role in a daytime children's series. So perfect for my brand. Uh, so small that, it, but it perfect also because we are in pandemic, so there won't be any ceremony, so I don't have to go anywhere. Oh, a dream yeah. come true. Jackpot. I am an introvert, and I do not want to go anywhere and talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> What's the name of the show? Storybots. Uh, Storybots, and, and it you- was great. Play a doctor, right? And you're. I'm a mad professor. Mad professor, I'm, I'm sorry. Explaining uh, to the story bots, bots who are animated characters uh, how the eye works. I believe it's accurate, the information I'm giving. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it looked good. But I will say that uh, a lot of stand ups are trying to do Zoom shows. And I will say, from my observation, the two of you, Maria and Jackie, are kind of like. As far as like killing it with being nimble enough to transfer what you're doing to this medium, I feel like nobody is doing it better. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's uh, nice. But who will get credit? Who will get credit? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a weird, different kind of type. It's a, a weird, different kind of exhaustion shouting into the internet. Yeah. I am, I'm miked. I don't need to shout. Uh, yeah. But for some reason, I feel like I got to get to the back of the an- internet. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's right. and, how, but but don't worry, there's still as many disappointed people after a show, uh, <laughs> just like live shows. Oh, it oh, is I interesting was, that I was on a show where they everyone went to leave, but some people's audio were on, and they were like, "The guy was the best," and I was like, "Really? Still? I still <laughs> putting, oh God, I, I like it. to unmute everybody at the end of a Zoom show because it feels like I'm in the bathroom." Yes, uh, exactly. Where you're just hearing like, well, I like that one woman. That guy, he was all right. It was it was a little mean. Did you think it was a little mean? <laughs> Flush. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, people do watch it unless you tell them not to like a TV, though. So sometimes, you know, you just have these people that are like this. You know, it's <laughs> sort of relaxed, sitting back on their couch. It's a passive, you know. But you can also call them out. That's the nice thing. You can say, hey, uh, James you know, uh, Tinkleberry. Uh, <laughs> you, I see that you're trying to get up and get yourself a drink. Don't do it because the punchlines <laughs> are coming. Turn the volume up as you go into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> right, crowd work. There is the crowd work there aspect. Is of this specific individualized crowd work? <laughs> I like to scroll the gallery view and look for dogs. That's fun for me. Oh. I'm like, show me your dogs. Show me your dogs. All right, let's play a game. Do you guys oh want my to play god, a game? I love games. We have a music parody game, and in this one, you are going to be working together. Oh, great! It's, 
Team. It's called Plus Ones. Uh, yeah, it's a little tricky, so you could work together. Jonathan? So what we did is we added a single letter to a musician's name, and then we rewrote one of their most famous songs to reflect the name change. Oh, For I example, oh, if no. I sang a... Mm, there should be an example here in this script, and there is not. Mm. I'll read it as it is. For example, if I sang <laughs> Song by Artist <laughs> with the lyrics rewritten to be about subject... You would answer, answer empty quotes. Oh, uh, yeah, like a Weird Al song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, we cut a couple from this. So Travis, producer Travis is pulling up uh, one of these, which I will. Uh... Oh, I'm so sorry. This is my bad. I'll send you an example. Oh, no, that's okay. All right. So here's, here's an example. Okay. If I sang Save Me by Amy Mann, except the lyrics were rewritten to be about manna, Oh, to be about bread, right? To, to be, be about, about bread. bread, then you would say, you would say, Amy Manna. Amy Manna? Yeah, because yeah. we she, added one she, letter. We had she... one letter to the name of the artist to make a little joke name. Do you know, do you know that Manna is also in Magic the Gathering? Oh, the I know, Jackie. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. You want to tap you, that Are you Are you in Magic the Gathering? <laughs> I tap, tap, I tap, tap that, that Manna. You tap that you, Manna. You know that I went to a state school. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to make perfect sense very soon, I promise. Yes, okay. it will be, okay. it will be yes. so We're going to have to put this together because music is not my forte. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Ziggy dressed up smart, tailcoat and collared dress shirt with this thing on his neck, shaped a bit like an X. David Bowtie. What the heck? <laughs> It's really quite a sight If you can nod it right Yes! Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yes. David Bowtie is the answer. Is it okay to shout, shout it out? Or is that uh, obnoxious? I think, no, <laughs> I think for the edit, I think wait until the song is done. Okay, I apologize, I apologize. <laughs> okay, here's another one. I am sitting in the morning at a hip cafe in Brooklyn Having breakfast with no dairy and an oat milk cappuccino And the tofu scrambles okay But I can't help thinking fondly of a time when eggs and bacon were a thing I could enjoy Suzanne Vegan Oh my God, Suzanne Vegan! Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thank God. Tom Steiner, of course. Here, Maria. That's right. <laughs> I know. Maria's on it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing well. You're at doing this. so well. It's <laughs> wonderful. It Where's is, you... my mother to see this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one. So I took a boat there. It didn't take long. It's a little bit east of Crete. Yeah. It's an island off the coast of Turkey. Oh, God. I can't remember the name of that artist. So she is a wrecking ball. She's quite a wrecking oh, ball. Oh, yes. Okay. B Billy Ray Cypress, um, not Billy Ray Cypress, but his daughter. So uh -huh. Miley Cypress? Miley Cypress. Miley Cypress. Yeah. Miley Cypress is correct. Oh, my God. I'm being led by the nose, and thank you. Thank you that I've answered one question with <laughs> with the help of the entire team. I'd like to thank everyone. <laughs> no, that was a cooperative effort. That's what we yes. like to see here. Truly cooperative. Okay. All right, here's oh. another one. Well, she was a good-looking girl. I mean, but really good-looking. She couldn't help having that face. It was a really nice face. Didn't mention it was nice. It's Tom Petty, but is he petty? He's being just petty? No, he's not. He's not petty. Gonna <laughs> add a letter. That is good, though. That is good. That's, that's, is that's good. actually. That is the feminist angle on yeah. this question. Just You're Tom right. Petty being petty. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is he? Um... He's talking about a a good-looking girl. Tom Pretty. Tom Pretty. Yeah, pretty. you said it. Pretty. Oh, Tom Pretty. Yeah. <sighs> good for you guys. All right. <laughs> <Good for you guys. laughs> 
Well, I guess that's one for you. Are you happy? Well, yeah, it's nice that you guys are having a good time making a show. Must be nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're sorry. No. I got nothing. Unless it's a Billy Joel song from 1978, I'm screwed. That's, you know, that's, you know that's my wheelhouse. That's a sweet Jackie. spot. That's yeah. a sweet spot. Oh, my God. Have you listened to Billy Joel's one heavy metal album, Attila? Yeah. Yes. No, I haven't. I didn't even know My that album was available. My husband has, and he will go toe-to-toe with you. <laughs> okay. Here's, uh, here's another one of these things. <laughs> Head of the Catholic Church And wear a big hat All day around the Vatican paths Issue encyclicals and celebrate mass. Oh, yes. Ziggy Pope. <laughs> no, no, Iggy's, Iggy Pope. Iggy, Iggy Pope. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I just sort of wrote a coattail on the last two words there. Good for me. Good for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maria, you're really killing it, I got to say. really are. Well, it's I, awesome. this is partly due to my husband because he has uh, taught me a, a little bit about um, specific musical. I've watched an entire documentary about Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop is 73, I think. Oh, wow. That guy looks good. He looks, no, he looks like a, a tendon. <laughs> 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 tendon. Tendon and pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I aspire. I aspire to that tendon. Awesome. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Okay. I'm gonna wave pom-poms I hope it helps you play I'm gonna yell about offense and defense Give me an A Share, it's share It's a share song, yeah, but that's right is it Cheer? Cheer Cheer, yeah. that's exactly right Hey, Jackie, wow. I wouldn't have gotten that without you Wow yeah. You what guys say? What That's a team. amazing. If okay. we had trophies, <laughs> you'd get Maria it. would get one. Yes. There's no trophy? <laughs> uh, we'll probably have trophies in September or possibly January. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I can so give you that. I can give you a little reaction of hand clapping. Oh, yeah, hand clapping. Oh, I love that. Oh, that is nice. After the break, we'll pitch Maria and Jackie some alternate titles for Shakespeare plays, and we'll talk to comedian Rami Youssef from the show Rami about how to convince your dad to buy you Pokemon cards. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Best Feeds. Have more time on your hands? Connect with family and friends and engage your brain with fun puzzles by downloading Best Fiends, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game with over 100 million downloads. The game is updated monthly, so there are always new levels to play, events to master, and cute characters to collect. And you can play without an internet connection. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Candid's Foundation Directory Online. For nonprofits in search of grant funding, FDO helps you see which funders are most likely to support your cause. FDO gives you access to the insights you need to build robust prospect lists and connect with the right grantmakers to meet your fundraising goals. Discover how Candid's FDO can help you win funding to support your mission-critical work at fdo.org NPR. Good question. That's a really good question. It's a great question. This is free therapy. Thank you for asking me that. God, that's such a good question. That's an interesting question. But what Fresh Air interviews are really about are the interesting answers. Listen and subscribe to Fresh Air from WHYY and NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're here with comedians Jackie Cation and Maria Bamford. 
Do you guys want to play another game? Yes. <laughs> All right. This is a guessing game. It's called To Think Peace or Not To Think Peace. You're going to be competing, so we'll go back and forth. So you're going to help us update the titles of some Shakespeare plays to improve search engine optimization and get maximum click-throughs. Oh. Oh. All right. So we're going to give you the original title and two pitches for the new title. You just tell us which one fits the best. And if you just want to pitch us your own variant, that will definitely get a point. Okay. So like, much snakes about Guam. (laughs) (laughs) You're already Uh, winning. (laughs) All right. Maria, this one is for you. I am playing for America. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maria, here's the play. The Merchant of Venice. Yes. All right. (laughs) Is the new title either A, lose a pound of flesh with this one weird trick, Mm. or B, these married women break their silence about Falstaff? Lose a pound of flesh. That's it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Got it. That is correct. Merchant of I, Venice. I believe I was in that play. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Did you do? You did some Shakespeare? Yeah. Oh, yes. I was in a lot of Shakespeare productions in college, but I can't quite remember uh, what I was, what I played. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Which, Portia? Uh, oh, the no. heroine? No, no. It was always a monologue from a nun. Or. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would have been a Roman soldier number three. (laughs) All right, Jackie, this one's for you. The Shakespeare play is Taming of the Shrew. And the possible new titles are A, 10 misogynist things I hate about this play, or B, a Spanish city banned women. And here's what happened. Well, it's the A, it's 10 whatever because- Misogynist uh, things I hate about this play. You are correct. Yes. How many romance novels have been hacked from that play, which by the way was hacked from (laughs) the love stories of ancient Greek. uh, There's always, you know, the the rom-com, that structure has been around since, oh, Egyptology (laughs) days. I guess that's true. Meat meat cutes have been with us forever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maria, the Shakespeare play is Henry VI- Is it A, 20-second songs to sing while you wash out that damned spot? Or B, why killing all the lawyers may not be a good idea after all? B. Yeah, B. That's right. A is Macbeth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in, right, the controversial line, of course, is the rebel Dick the Butcher says, the first thing we do, let's kill the lawyers. And everyone loves that line, right? It's a meme. It's not fair, because there are some wonderful lawyers out there who do, you know, family law and um, immigration (laughs) law. That's a good point. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know a lawyer named Lev Ginsburg who's done some wonderful work with my contracts. (laughs) Thank you, Lev. Uh, All right, this is your last question, and it is for you, Jackie. Much Ado About Nothing. Mm. Possible new titles. A, (laughs) that feeling when you ask your new boyfriend to kill Claudio and he won't do it. Or B, how I survived a shipwreck and found love and a magical sprite. Okay, the second one is, I believe, The Tempest. So I'm going to go with A. Um, Yeah. Yeah, how did I pull that out of my ear? You are correct. A, A dazzling display of Shakespearean knowledge. Impressive. It's before there was Seinfeld. There was that's what Seinfeld is based on, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought Succumb. that was waiting for Godot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's it. All right. What a joy has been brought to my day with you two. Thank you so much, Maria Bamford, Jackie Cation. Thank you. We did it. Hey, we taped this interview with comedian Rami Youssef back in May when he was still in post-production of season two of his Hulu series Rami, which since has wrapped and has been nominated for several Emmys. Enjoy. Hey, it's time to welcome our special guest. He's an actor and comedian who created, writes, and stars in the Golden Globe Award-winning Hulu series, Rami. The show follows a first-generation American Muslim on his journey to spiritual fulfillment in his New Jersey neighborhood. It's Rami Youssef. Hey, thanks thanks for having me. (laughs) Pleasure. Rami, how's it going? How are you doing in this wacky world? 
Well, we've been finishing editing the show. Um, we had like three days of shooting that we couldn't get. Otherwise, really thankful and and just like yeah, staying learning to cook. <laughs> so right, learning. okay. Let me, let's get to that. But first of all, so if you were four days of stuff that you couldn't shoot, you were you were able to work around it basically. Um, we had Mahershal Ali this season, which was amazing. When you get someone like that, you kind of have to like you know you, you you have to work around like a certain amount of time, right? And so yeah. you know, but it was we figured it out. Like that's I'm, amazing. I'm really proud of what we're making. But yeah. So Mahershala, how did that happen, that joining of Mahershala Ali coming onto the show? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really organic. He um, he just called me after season one just to say like how much he loved the season just as like uh, someone who's also a practicing Muslim. And, and so he was like, let me know if you need anything. Uh, and we hung out a couple times and then I was like, hey, so you know like the part about, uh, you know, if I might need anything. <laughs> Uh, and kind of was like, you know, here's, here's, uh, you know, an idea. So he's, he's in six, uh, of six out of 10, but in, in a way that he's just a really big part of the, the story. So when you were first pitching Robbie, I mean, it's, it is a very personal story, obviously, but it also is, it's a very universal, a little bit of guy in his twenties trying to figure out his life and figure out, uh, how he fits in with the help of his family and a friends. Yeah. But of course, it also centers around your character and your character's quest for spiritual fulfillment in the Muslim faith. When you're first going out and selling this series, uh, were networks asking you to make it less specific? Were they asking you to back off on the religious aspect? I, I, I think that I think the the tightrope we're walking that that is probably most um, most difficult is to kind of like show a person in their twenties, early thirties, um, who has a genuine relationship with their faith, right? So it's it's right. it's like a person of faith of this generation is the most specific thing in this show. And if I'm being honest, it's like it's not exactly how we pitched it. Like I think like we more pitched the show as like. I remember the line that I had, uh, I had this line when I was pitching the show where I would say, like, I'm a Muslim American and I feel most like the hyphen between the two words. Like, I feel like the thing mm. that's like they're kind of holding these two, they're both really important to me. This isn't a story about uh, separation. It's a story about synthesis. It's not about walking away from my faith. It's like, how do I, you know, go towards it, but also, you know, bring everything else that's important to me in, in, in one thing. And so I think... That was the thing. And, and I basically was like, and there's a ton of hyphenated people and like everyone is doing some version of this. That that was my pitch. Right. Um, so I want to go back to the very beginning. How I know you, Rami. Yeah. So Cabin bar. Cabin bar. We're doing a stand-up show in the back of a bar that was just like kind of a relaxed stand-up show called English as a Second Language. And it was it was a hip show, but it was just a relaxed show that then all of a sudden got really popular yeah so thinking about it and just knowing now more about your career you're doing stand-up but you're also you're spending half of your life in la doing the uh nick at night show see yeah, dad yeah. run <laughs> yeah yeah it was really wild i mean like i'm on a th on a thing that but also it's like a thing that like no one watched so it was almost like the perfect scenario because I think like everyone's always like trying to make like secret money where it's like well I don't want to be known as like the guy from that thing like I just kind of want to find a way to like be able to you know buy wi-fi on the plane without having a panic attack and like and so it was like kind of like that you know setup. even our shooting schedule at the time was like three weeks of shooting one week hiatus and and then I would like on my hiatus weeks just fly to New York to just do a week of stand-up Right, the show stars a lot of big names like Scott Bayo. Do you keep in touch with anyone from that show? It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Um, I talked to a lot of people from the show, though. You know, Mark Curry was on it. And Mark, what was so amazing was like he was a really big part of me, like starting to do stand up because he would be touring during the hiatus weeks and he'd tour between seasons. And we had a bunch of our scenes together. And so I was telling him like, hey, you know, I started in sketch. I'm kind of thinking about dipping my toes into stand up. And, 
And uh, and he was like, where do you do stand-up? I'm doing a show at Flowers Comedy Club, like whatever. And uh, he's like, what time? <laughs> I'm like, you're not coming, but like my set's at 10.15. And I just remember like smelling the cigar smoke as he like rolled into the, the Yoohoo room <laughs> uh, of the Flappers Comedy Club to like sit in the back. And I'm on stage and I hear his laugh and I hear him like shouting tags and like all this stuff like during my set. And everyone's like, is that hanging with Mr. Cooper? And I'm like, I'm almost positive it was the next morning. My manager called me and was like, yes, yeah, so like Mark's reps called and they want you to do like all these dates with him. Like you're going to go open for him, whatever. I had four minutes of material, five minutes of it. Like I'm like, I, I don't have like a ton of stand up. Like I don't have a ton, but like he, he was just like, yeah, man, this will be fun. And like I go out and, and I do all these rooms with him. I'm, I'm in front of this crowd that's like, why aren't you funny? And, and it, and it totally like, it, it like, it was the best, most humiliating. And like, I would bomb, I would eat it so hard. And then Mark would just laugh. He would just be like, that was crazy, man. And then he'd go on stage as if none of it happened. Like it was amazing. And, and I just, I learned so much. I walked out of doing those shows with like 25 minutes of material that like actually worked because I was right. so desperate. I was just like in like a, in a hotel room in Coconut Grove, like crying, you know, yeah, and, just like, trying to crack things. it. I, like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. <laughs> so I, I read that when you were a kid, your dad used to make you write book reports about things that you wanted, like Pokemon cards or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> By your laughter, I assume it's a happy memory. Oh my God, where did you? Oh yeah, where did, I must have said that at some point, but I don't know where that lived online. I wrote so many reports. Uh, yeah, he anything. was sort of preparing you for pitching. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've never put that together. I got to tell him that because like, oh my God, dude, I, <laughs> I remember like having to be like, well, the thing about Pokemon is they blend natural elements. You know, some of them are fire, which is a real element. Some of them are plant-based. Uh, we're surrounded by plants. And then would you get Pokemon cards or a dog or what have you? I, for the most part, if I actually got to the pitching phase, um, the pitch would sell. <laughs> And I think I think it was very much like weeding out like, okay, if you're not gonna take the time to like do this, then This is um, how I know. Then you probably don't want it really and like we're not gonna do it. And so I don't remember what fell through the cracks. I just remember the things that like I actually did, yeah, did do. <laughs> so Rami, in our research we also noticed that you're a bit of a sneakerhead. I hope that's true. Yeah, it was it was actually that was a thing the night of the globes was this big shoe decision where I had like a <laughs> pair of dress shoes and then I had the Air Forces that I really like. And, and that was like a game time in the hotel. I was like, look, if I don't win, no one's going to really see my shoes. If I do win, I got to be comfortable. So it just became Air Forces right away. Like, it was just, it was like this is, There's no reason why this isn't the move. Yeah. Great. So we have, we wrote a game for you all about sneakers. Oh man. All right. It's multiple choice. See, I definitely don't know the answers because I didn't do the book report. Like this yeah. is like, this is the problem where it's like, because I didn't like train for it with my dad, like I'm just going to be like an idiot, but yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is your first clue. In 1989, the Reebok pump hit stores outselling Nike Air Jordans with this slogan. Was it A, 21 Pump Street, B, Pump Up and Air Out, or C, just pump it? Ooh. You know, I'm going to say A, 21 Pump Street. 21 Pump Street. <laughs> That's the best one. For comedy. You're going for the, the comedy. I'm going choice. for comedy. It's probably B, <laughs> but I'm going choice. for comedy. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to give you the point because it is B. It is B. Pump yeah. up and air out. <laughs> which it's not is, a good uh, slogan. That is not a good I don't, slogan. I don't feel like you should put air no, out it's... in a marketing thing about sneakers. Next up, we have a historical sneaker question for you. Amazing. I know. So the first rubber-soled shoes were worn in the 1800s. What were they called? Were they called A, plimsolls, B, air napoleons, or C, little tootsie wrappers? Wow. Plimsolls, air napoleons. Are the, um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with plimsolls. You're going to go with the correct answer, the actual correct Oof. answer. Yeah, plimsolls is, a, is that line on the ship's hull to show how much of the ship should be submerged, uh. right? If the water goes above that, that's not good. And that, <laughs> that, line, that line was invented by someone. His name was Samuel Plimsoll. 
Uh, so people thought the rubber on the shoe kind of looked like that. Okay. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, one of the earliest known uses of the word sneakers appeared where? A, in an 1862 book called Female Life in Prison, where inmates called the warden's quiet rubber shoes sneaks. Or B, in an 1891 Boston Globe article about the invention of basketball, players called their shoes squeakers because of the sound they made in the court and the reporter misquoted it as sneakers. Or C, a character wearing cheap shoes in Les Miserables is described by Victor Hugo as being un sneaker. Huh, that's a tough one. Um, it's, it's, in my, I feel like it's A or B. I'm going to go with A, just because the basketball thing feels like a little... Inmates, inmates in prison. Yeah. What do you yeah, got? you are correct. That's exactly why. Oh, mm-hmm. look at that. Yeah. Like it's a little that. too, little like too on the nose, the basketball thing. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Yep. Okay, this is your last clue. In the 1980s, Nike created an ad campaign around the idea that Air Jordans were banned from the NBA. Why were they supposedly banned? Was it because A, the shoe's red and black color scheme broke the NBA's rules for players' uniforms? B, the shoes went up too high, giving an unfair advantage of too much ankle protection? Not good. Or C, it clashed with Dennis Rodman's hair? Um, From a marketing perspective, I'm going to go with B. I'm sorry, the answer is actually A, the shoes, red and black color scheme, broke the NBA's rules for players' uniforms. Amazing. (laughs) Uh, Rami, you did amazing. You did amazing. Season two of Rami's available on Hulu now. All episodes. Rami Youssef, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. So good to to see you again and, and talk. And yeah, this was really fun. Excellent. That's our show. You've heard so much from us, but now we want to hear from you. That's right. It's a two-way street, people. I want to know about your biggest, most spectacular quarantine kitchen failures. Did you perhaps attempt to bake something called birthday bread and end up with a multicolored doorstop like one of our producers? Call the Ask Me Another hotline at 848-999-4932. That's 8 XXXIWeb. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Kate Villa, Sonia Weiser, Emily Winter, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts. Ask Me Another's produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Sparper, Ramel Wood, and our intern Nick Garrison. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks. Thanks.